Folks, welcome to the Eric Metaxas Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Welcome to the Eric Metaxas Show. I shouldn't tell you this, but Eric hired someone who sounds just like him to host today's show. But since I'm the announcer, they told me, so I'm telling you, don't be fooled. The real Eric's in jail. Hola. Hi, Chris. Hi. How Hello. you doing? Happy New Year. I'm doing Quiero good. Quiero invitarte a mi fiesta de cumpleaños, uh, but it's not till June. Okay. So, um, okay. listen, I, I've been told uh, by people who know yes. that today is Wednesday, it's true. January 3rd. Wednesday, it's a pagan word, Woden's Day. Uh-huh. I reject that as a Christian, yeah. and yet... I will say Wednesday. I'm willing to go that far. Is hump day also a pagan word? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, hump day. Um, all right. So uh, in a few minutes, we're talking to John Zmirak. Yeah. He has a great article. John Zmirak. I, I don't listen. always read things to my wife, but I, I did read some John of John Zmirak's yeah. articles, unlike most articles, are well worth reading yeah. every single time. He has lines in there that you just read it just for that line. So we're going to be talking about various things, as you will soon see. But the article, and by the way, I got to say this, um, Metaxas, uh, ericmetaxas.com, that's my website. If you sign up for my newsletter once or twice a week, we are sending you links to these articles, to like all this kind of stuff, because otherwise it's catch as catch can, which sounds like a... uh, the name of a of a of a of a town in Alaska yeah. catches catch can or a Kentucky Derby horse but, um, lost. But I'm telling you, uh, the Zmirak stuff is gold. And uh, yeah, it's we amazing. yesterday we had on Megan Basham, mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, we okay. So today we got on John Zmirak. After John Zmirak, if that's not crazy enough, yeah, we bring on votes Stradamus, votes Stradamus. Uh, well, it's a good New Year's thing. You know, everyone talks about predictions. Oh, it's, Tradamus. it's like you want, yeah. like, medieval yeah, yeah. chanting in behind we can it. Bring, I we, mean, the crew here is very talented. They could probably make that Medieval happen. chanting. Yeah. Uh, oh, Maybe some lightning. Some Votstradamus. Uh, Kevin McCullough, whom some you, Chris, yeah. dubbed Votstradamus. You well, created I mean, Votstradamus. It, it was like he, he basically ran down the raft of all the elections he correctly called going back, like, right. 20 Five years. Yeah. Like, correctly. Yeah. Until 2020, when apparently... Well, 2020, that's well, like... I guess he got it wrong. Something it's it was, like there was an earthquake during the yeah. Super Bowl, and you, you didn't... You know, like, come on. Look, I mean, let, let me say this, just in case anybody's unclear. Mm-hmm. What? The 2020 election yeah. was stolen. It is one of the most despicable acts in American history. The facts are slowly coming out. Many, many people, even people listening to this program, poo-pooed it and said, oh, no, no, no. Listen, folks, this is way too important to ignore if there's any truth to it. And there is tons and tons of truth to it. And we're going to be talking about it all year. Get, buckle your seatbelts because 2024, we're going to be talking about this all year because this cannot happen again. Because if this happens, we the people who 
are supposed to be self-governing are no longer self-governing, yeah. which means America doesn't exist. So you have to at least be convinced mm-hmm. that the election is straight. If you're yeah. not, if everybody in America doesn't really feel like when I vote it counts, right, right, right. Um, that's it's game over. So I've said this many times, but I want to be real clear. Uh, the the information is coming out. The information is coming out on the. Uh, culture of deceit, fraudulence, lying, plagiarism, not just in the Ivy League. That's the tip of the iceberg. Claudine Gay um, is just just the tip of the tip of the tip of the iceberg, that this this rot goes all the way down. This is a culture of lying and and and, you know, it's Marxism. Right. In other words, you're you're atheistic and you say God doesn't exist. So we can just do whatever we want, because why not? Why wouldn't we do that? We just want to win. So that's that's finally found its way to the surface, right. and it's going to come out. It's coming out in the medical establishment. They suppressed tons of stuff. If you said something true, they try to crush you as you know, spreading misinformation, disinformation. So this is coming out in journalism. It's it's coming out everywhere. And Claudine Gay is just the beginning, by the grace of God. So anyway, all right. So we got John Zmierk, we got Kevin McCullough coming up in hour two. And we've got to say, uh, I interviewed the Q Shaman. Now, that's not his real name. That was what the media called him. But um, I interviewed him at AmFest. Yeah, uh, he was just hanging around. We, we he had was no just hanging out wearing the him, costume. But he had the, the Pumbaa hat on. And, and I had a theological conversation with him. Let me just say that we don't agree theologically, <laughs> but uh, you'll see. So we're going to air that probably tomorrow or th- Friday at the latest. Yeah. We're also going to be airing maybe once a week. We're doing these Socrates in the studio conversations. conversations. These are next level conversations. Fantastic! Not like the junk we serve on this show. No, it's no, no. This is very intellectual, very PBS. The chat that you guys had with Anthony Bradley, I was there uh, at the filming. It was staggering how interesting and sort of what he's talking about could could literally like change our country. That's how big it is. And that's just one. That was just just Anthony Bradley. It's unbelievable. Um, We are doing, I'm taping another Socrates in the studio. Actually, this Thursday, we're taping one with my friend, Dr. Louis Marcos, proctologist to the stars. Just kidding. Mm. No, Dr. Louis Marcos is a professor at Houston Christian University. Uh, and he's like a C.S. Lewis expert. He's an expert on Plato. He's a, just an insane genius, but del- so delightful. He's like the professor you wish you yeah, had. Yeah, he's delightful. So I'm going to be recording that with him Thursday. But anyway, we've recorded a whole season already. This is now the season two, and this is all going to be available at Socrates Plus, mm. which is a new streaming platform. That's a new platform. thing, right? Now, it's supposed to be launching tomorrow. You're always careful because, you know, the, the techies are like, well, we we hope it goes okay. Um but the stuff that's going to be available on Socrates Plus, ladies and gentlemen, you hold on to your hats. We'll be sharing some teaser yeah, videos we'll tease and stuff, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on the yeah. – uh, if you follow me at uh, ericmetaxas.com, if you get those emails, we're going to be sending out some, some of those videos of some of the stuff we got going on. But anyway, it, it, it's just very, very exciting, um, and we've got a lot of exciting guests yeah. coming up. We'll also add some of the teaser stuff at the end of our Rumble videos. So if you want to see some of that, we'll uh, we'll be putting that yes. on as well. Okay. As soon as your daughter gives me the teaser, right on. She's she's the one kind of running things. Oh, we got we got crazy stuff going on. Yeah, and um, and and so uh, let's see. I don't want to forget to throw this out there. Until January fifteenth, um, we continue our campaign with CSI now. 
Uh, you need to know, folks, this is about freeing slaves in the Sudan. You've heard me talk about this. Um, we haven't even had 500 people participate, right? So we, um, we've, we've freed over 700 slaves. Every $250 given, given that's by you, frees a slave. It's a monumental opportunity to do God's will in this world. It's a beautiful thing. So if you haven't yet done it, you can start your new year off doing something astonishing and beautiful and good and true. You go to metaxastalk.com. You'll see the banner, metaxastalk.com. And you know, I should say this too. If anybody wants to listen to the show, they can just go to metaxastalk.com and click on the little thing. It says listen live or listen. listen right. And you can listen to the show 24-7. You yeah. can get an app. I tell my friends, I say, how do I listen to the show? Well, I don't know where, when the show is playing you know, in your radio market uh, because it is. But all you have to do is go on your phone, go to the app store, put in Eric Metaxas show, and it comes up and you can listen 24-7 Anytime you want. So when you're jogging, kayaking, mm-hmm. hang gliding, yeah. uh, maybe you do macrame. Yeah. Whatever it is that you do, you can listen to the show whenever you want to listen to the show by yeah. getting the app, the Eric and Taxes show app, uh, on, on your phone. So And also any podcast apps as well. You can do a search on, yes, on pretty all much podcasts. pretty much everyone. Correct. Yeah. That's right. So Apple, blah, blah, blah. And um and I want to say again, CSI, if you go to metaxistalk.com, anybody who gives $15,000, I've said this, uh, as my thank you, my way of thanking you, I will spend the evening with you, we'll have dinner, uh, you know, this is all on you if you want to do it, but if you want to just do a, somebody wants to do a crazy gift for a friend or, 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 or even whatever. Host, host a dinner party. That or host a dinner party yeah, yeah. Or, 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 you know, whatever. I just show up. You just, you know, invite me and I just show up, but I will make my evening, uh, I'll be free to do that. Uh, if Suzanne's with me and you want her to join or Chris or whatever. Yeah. Or even but, Albin. But yeah. I say, or Albin, yes, or Chris and Albin, the whole thing. But that's uh, anybody who gives 15000 or more, you would be freeing 60 slaves. You've got to think about that, wow. folks. We'll be right back with the frightening John Zmirak. Folks, right now in other parts of the world, people's lives are being threatened simply for believing in Jesus. People have been enslaved for their faith. So listeners to this show know that I'm passionate about the work of Christian Solidarity International because they protect and free those who are being persecuted and enslaved for their Christian faith. I've got to thank you for your life-changing generosity for years now. If you've given a CSI through this program, you have played a role in freeing literally thousands of captives. So as we near the end of this year, can I ask you to give once again your gift of just $250 will free a woman in Sudan who has been enslaved for years, you can buy a believer's freedom and provide her with food and other supplies necessary to start her new life. Just $250. Maybe you can give more and free more people. Call 888-253-3522, 888-253-3522, or go to metaxastalk.com. Please do it, metaxastalk.com. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. In a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. You'll see transparent pricing on each coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. 
and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against the volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. This new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. You're going to love this free new tool they've added, Legacy pminvestments.com legacypminvestments.com check it out big john big john every morning at the mine you could see him arrive he stood six foot six and weighed ladies and gentlemen as promised today january 3rd we celebrate the third day of what will inevitably be an extraordinarily historic year we celebrate this third day this wednesday by bringing on our friend john smirak john welcome back hey eric it's good to talk to you again it's been it's been a few it's been a, been a while i think it's been, been quite a while it's been a while i would i as you know i i didn't have a christmas vacation uh i was in uh connecticut um with my folks uh tough situation with my dad but uh, a blessing huge blessing to be with them what um I'm really glad that you, your family was able to keep up this tradition and go to the Chinese restaurant and do Festivus. I think that's, that's important that you carry that on from your ancestors. Oh, oh, since since you're bringing that up, every time, and we did it twice a day, uh, we went to the hospital, and I'll be back there at the end of this week again, but just over and over and over and over, you walk into the hospital, and they have a Kwanzaa display. <laughs> And I thought to myself, does anybody celebrate Kwanzaa? Like yes. this is a classic, this is an illustration of the elites, like the white bizarre elites who insist on this reality that doesn't exist. So you've got the Hanukkah, the Christmas, and the the prominent, very prominent Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa. candelabra. Yeah. And I thought to myself, is there anybody walking past this that says, oh, thank you. We celebrate Kwanzaa. Yes. Most Christians, most blacks in America are Christians. They do not celebrate Kwanzaa. So Kwanzaa is like a made up holiday to make the whites feel good about themselves, that they're, you know, they're, they're doing something for their black brothers and sisters, which who don't exist. Kwanzaa is celebrated by reformed Jews who support Hamas that there are there are a surprising number of them on 72nd street <laughs> it's so stupid all right kwanzaa let me tell you it was invented festivus is more authentic than kwanzaa. kwanzaa festivus from the seinfeld episode the made up holiday of festivus which i'm guessing that larry david and jerry seinfeld who wrote this stuff who saw through the pcbs I'm guessing they made up Festivus. They got the idea from Kwanzaa. Well, you you haven't even scratched the surface of how stupid Kwanzaa is. Kwanzaa was invented by somebody. I think his name was Ron Karenga. He was head of a militant black group called United Slaves. That's a clever marketing there. Uh, that was created by the FBI. He was an FBI informant uh, who created the United Slaves as a way of luring people away from the Black Panthers. He was a committed Marxist working for the FBI with a, a fake name. He, he Africanized his name, and he made up a pseudo-African holiday 
with all these kind of Marxist party slogans as the values that we celebrate on the sacred season of Kwanzaa. And people in Africa have no idea what this is. is, I, I Really, I'm sure if you go on YouTube, you can find African Christian comments on Kwanzaa, and I bet it will be hilarious. But actually, it's important to say it's Marxist. Yes, it's, it's the BLM holiday. Yes. It is not a holiday for black Americans. It's a BLM Marxist holiday made up by this Marxist loony. Marxist who, loony who was also an FBI informant at the same time. So it's beautiful. It's perfect. I mean, maybe we should move Kwanzaa to January 6th to celebrate FBI informants all across there's America. only way you know people say how do you keep christmas how do you there's only one way to keep kwanzaa to celebrate kwanzaa it's by mocking kwanzaa if you do not mock kwanzaa you're guilty that's unacceptable <laughs> it's unacceptable but yeah every time we walked past it i thought wow this is gar- this is some super garbage here this is absolute garbage there's no one coming into this hospital that goes oh thank you for celebrating my holiday because there are no blm marxists going into the hospital uh, you know, there are not that many of them out there, as it turns out. Now, they're John, Marxist in foxholes, calling on the go. calling on the ghost of Lenin to to bless them and heal them. <laughs> okay, Have so you ever seen the movie The Death of Stalin? The Death of Stalin? No, it was recommended, but it's I've never seen it. It's hilarious, and it shows you how Marxists deal with the ultimate realities. Uh, not well, not well at all. It's a very, very funny satire of totalitarianism one of the few right-wing films that are out there and it's got steve buscemi in it playing uh christian which is just genius well uh the death of stalin yes it's a parody or it's a it's it's a parodic treatment it's a light-hearted look at it but it's historically accurate it's the- historically accurate but it's meant to be funny yes it's all these squalid leftist thugs uh Stabbing each other in the back and grabbing at power and being just the kind of cowards and blowhards and fools that you would have expected them to be. It's probably it's, it's the, the closest thing to that in today's world is what's happening at Harvard, where the president of Harvard, who apparently plagiarized everything she ever wrote, uh, is trying to hold on to her position and claiming that attacks on her are racist. What I haven't heard yet... Um, the, back back about 20 years ago, it was revealed that Martin Luther King Jr. plagiarized large parts of his dissertation. And I think this is historically established. Um, when that came out, rather than simply say, well, you know, sometimes good people do bad things. And, you know, even, even giants have feet of clay. Instead, some academics tried to justify it. They said there was an African-American tradition of voice merging voice merging where you heard a sermon and you repeat it in your sermon and someone else repeats it in her yeah yeah and so in the african-american community plagiarism doesn't exist yeah truth truth and not plagiarizing is racist according to these people so is punctuality professionalism punctuation Uh, no that is according to the smithsonian the smithsonian museum of african-american history they did a work, they did like an HR guide for their employees where they explained that professionalism, punctuality, the work ethic, and the nuclear family were all part and of And I think proper punctuation. Home. I think the semicolon is the equivalent of the N-word, pretty much. 
So be careful, folks. Yeah, I thought it was a fancy comma, just like whom is a fancy who. Yeah, it's uh, actually, in, in all seriousness, I love the semicolon because it does something that other punctuation doesn't do. Uh, and sometimes, you know, it's it's the only uh, it's the it's 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 the best thing. It's the way it links sentences so beautifully. So we I joke prefer, around, but we're I, making serious points about punctuation. I prefer the semicolonoscopy to the colonoscopy because the prep is much less unpleasant. The semicolonoscopy, I tell you, there's nothing like it. Well, that's Cologuard. There's so nothing anyway. like it. Okay, now um, we are we, uh, we, before we get serious, um, you mentioned the death of Stalin as a film people should watch. Absolutely. It's Can I mention a film people should not watch? Sure. Not that it's going to happen, but when I was um, in Danbury with my brother, my beloved brother, John and my mom, and, you know, we're visiting the hospital uh, twice a day and a at night you're exhausted. And I managed to, you know, uh, hook up Amazon prime on my parents' TV, which for me is like, like, a moon landing for me that I pulled that off. And so we're looking around for stuff to watch. What can we watch with my brother and my mother? And me? like, what can we find? We found my big fat Greek wedding three, which oh. I knew would not be great, but I know one of the actresses uh, who was in it. And I thought, you know what? Or I, I shouldn't say I know her, but I know her family. And I thought, Hey, let's watch this. Even if it's bad, it'll be good. It was so bad. It's like, have you ever seen a film that you forgot how bad a film could be? My yeah. big fat Greek, my big fat Greek wedding, whatever, was a huge success. I didn't like love it, but I liked it. You know, as a Greek, I thought it's a kind of cartoony version, but whatever. The accents are bad. There's no good Greek accents. And I am like a proponent of, you know, good Greek accents. Like I can do 12 different kind of Greek accents and I'm, I'm really into it. And the, the accents are really bad, but big fat Greek wedding, decent film, right? Big fat Greek wedding too, not that great. Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, the train wreck of the year. Like, un do not see it. It is so bad that it is, again, like there's bad, there's good bad or there's bad that's not quite good enough. This was... Has there ever been a part three of any film that was worth seeing? I think Rocky three was yeah. not horrible. Okay, because Terminator 2 was great, but all the, all the ones after that were terrible. But let, let me just tell you, there's terrible, and then there's my big fat Greek wedding three can terrible. Talk, can we talk about a movie that's wonderful? Uh, I don't know. In in the spirit of Die Hard being a Christmas movie, which I think is now what universally established, uh, we were trying to find something to watch that maybe could be another Christmas movie. So we decided to watch Tropic Thunder, written and directed and starring Ben Stiller. Absolute genius. Made in 2008, I think. Um, it is a satire of the film industry. Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. We, gotta, we have to say, you know, I'm sure we differ politically pretty dramatically, but Ben Stiller is brilliant. Genius. Zoolander is genius. We're going to be right back talking to John. Zmirak. I tell you, chum, it's time to come blow your horn. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400.
I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. MyPillow is excited to bring you their biggest bedding sale ever and just in time for Christmas. For a limited time, get the Giza Dream Bed Sheets for as low as $29.98. A set of pillowcases for only $9.98 and rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. All the biggest discounts of the year are happening right now, so don't miss out. They're also extending their money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2024, making them the perfect gifts for your friends, your family, and everyone you know. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code ERIC, or call 1-800-978-3057, and you'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98, and get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Again, use code ERIC and save MyPillow.com. Use code ERIC. Welcome back. Talking to John Zmirak. John Zmirak, uh, I, I just want to say again, as a warning to people, if you're tempted to watch my big fat Greek wedding three, it's only two ninety eight for rental. Don't waste your money. Wow. Okay, you were just. I was saying, Tropic Thunder is a wonderful movie for grownups. It's a satire of the film industry. It went after Harvey Weinstein before the Me Too thing, when he was still one of the most powerful men in Hollywood. It has Tom Cruise playing what is surely Harvey Weinstein in this savage, savage satire. of. It has Tom Cruise bald and fat playing Harvey Weinstein. Genius. It has Robert Downey Jr. in blackface. And they will not apologize to the film. God bless Ben Stiller. They keep pressing him. They keep pressing him. Apologize. We need you to apologize for making Tropic Thunder. And he won't because he is not an idiot. He is not a coward. Ben Stiller is awesome. He is hilarious. Zoolander was one of, I think, the greatest film ever made. Uh, Zoolander is is just amazing. My favorite line in it, John Voight is in it. I've met John Voight. Uh, He was the only Hollywood celebrity at the Trump inauguration in 2016. And I, I met him, but... In the line, in the scene, he plays the father of the model uh, Zoolander, and there's a line where he's he's angry that he's his son. He's a blue collar. Col- I'm sorry, and his son is like this mincing male model working in 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 Manhattan, it's- and they do it. They, he does a perfume ad where Ben Stiller has a tail. And- he plays a mermaid in. He plays a mermaid. And the line, my favorite line is when Ben Stiller's character, which is it's just so brilliant. He he as he's he's arguing with his father, he says, It's a merman, Dad. A merman. Yeah, yeah. That was such pathos in that. Another great line is 
It's not every day when all your closest and best, most personal friends are killed in a tragic gasoline fight accident. Gasoline what? Gasoline fight accident. I all the male that. models are spraying each other with gasoline because they're complete idiots, and then one of them lights a cigarette, and kaboom. And it all happens to the, the, talk, the song Jitterbug. And now I love the song Jitterbug ever since that. Uh, unbelievable. Okay, so, right, so we have to get serious. serious. We have to get serious now. Um, Let's talk about someone even less serious than the character of Zoolander, Pope Francis. Okay, L lay it out for us. I've I've commented on this here and there. I think I was on Newsmax talking about this. The the the, the Pope has done something supremely wicked in sending out a very deliberately confusing message right. on same-sex marriage. Go. Right. Pope Francis has said, has allowed his Vatican's doctrinal office to issue a document which is intentionally misleading and confusing. It's worse than anything the Pharisees or the Sadducees did in the Bible. It is intentionally sophistic and misleading. What it says is, you can do bl public blessings in church of same-sex couples. But, but, but don't interpret this as approving of any sexual activity that might or might ha not happen between these two beaming young men holding hands with flowers surrounded by all their onlookers and well-wishers and family and friends. This is not a wedding. So what they did was they, they did just enough to, to to pretend that this is not a blessing of same-sex relationships. They, they, they put enough out there for Catholics who are so incapable of questioning what, it, what any pope does, who've convinced themselves that the pope is like an oracle, and whatever he does comes straight from God. And this is not what the church teaches, but a lot of people have this sort of superstitious view that God picks the popes and he guides what they do every day, and every time the Pope has gas in the bathtub, that's a message from God. Uh, not every papal fart is infallible, okay? Only certain ones. We have to be selective. Uh, I'm trying or, I'm trying not to comment. I'm trying yeah. to say nothing. Trying so the, to let, let you just go, yes. John. So go, go, the, go. The Vatican put out this document. What this document does in practical terms is it exposes Catholic pastors to lawsuits by angry litigious gays backed by billion-dollar law firms so that they can sue the, the pastors. If the pastors won't bless them, um, they no longer can say, well, it's my church forbids it. They no longer have a first defense, First Amendment defense in court. If you remember how the Christian bakers and wedding planners and florists were all sued into the ground, Masterpiece Cake Shop, Jack Phillips, these people have had to raise millions of dollars to defend themselves from lawsuits by gay organizations that just look around for Christian vendors to target and destroy. Well, now Pope Francis has handed the gay lobby the biggest club it, it needs to bat, bash Christian pastors, Catholic pastors over the head. And the thing is, when the lawsuit comes, the bishop will go to the priest and say, just do it, just do it, make this go away, shut, just do it. And so any pastor who in good conscience is not willing to bless a relationship based on sexual immorality, he will be removed by his bishop. 
Well, look, let's let's be clear. We got to be clear and to, to explain, yeah. and then we'll have to go into the next segment to do so. But so people understand this because this is not so easy to understand. It is deliberately confusing. We're talking about a let's say a same sex couple comes to a church and says, we want you to do a blessing of us. The Vatican has said, yes, you can do that blessing. Oh, 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 we're not sanctioning gay marriage. No, no, no. Uh, it's just a blessing. Now, what could be more confusing? Why would you bless a couple in that kind of relationship? We'll be right back with John Zmirak. back talking to John Smirak. John, we're talking about the, the, the Pope has very, very horribly uh, confused, deliberately confused the issue of how the church feels about same-sex couples. And it has done it in a diabolically confusing way. So that, what's that? Intentionally. It's done yes. it in an intentionally confusing way. A 5,000-word document that they that they knew nobody was going to read. They knew the, the Associated Press and the New York Times would all report it as the church approves same-sex blessings. And that is, in effect, what has happened. The Pope's allies, like James Martin, the Jesuit, uh, he, the next day, got New York Times photographers and blessed a couple, two men, who are civilly married. And he did a blessing of them, and it was in the New York Times. That was what the Pope wanted to get out there. He put a just enough escape clauses in the document so that the people I, who I call Scientologist Catholics or Patty Hearst Catholics, uh, who simply cannot bring themselves to question anything the Pope does, uh, so that they can say, well, it's not technically an approval of gay marriage. You know what this is? Do you? Re- the Pope is friends with the Clintons. He's had Chelsea Clinton to the Vatican. He is doing what Bill Clinton did with same with homosexuals in the military. Don't ask, don't tell was a policy created to undermine the the military's prohibition on homosexuals serving in its ranks. They pretended, well, we're not saying it's okay. We're just saying we're not going to look into it. It was a transitional step. It was actually this is worse than that, John. This is but wait, this but it was a transitional step to what we have now, which is a military that actively recruits transgenders. this is a bridge to the solemn celebration of same-sex marriages in Catholic churches. This is a transitional step. In five years from now, they'll be saying, this is reactionary, this is, this is way too conservative, you have to just have same-sex marriage. And if people like Pope Francis are in charge, if the cardinals he appointed elect someone like him, it will happen. And the Roman Catholic Church will be indistinguishable from the Episcopal Church, except the clothes will be tacky and the buildings won't be as nice. Well, as a Catholic, I mean, I want to ask you, the difference between the Episcopal Church and the Catholic Church is that the Catholic Church claims to be the church. So with the Episcopalians and the Methodists, and they can do all this loony stuff. And, you know, on some level, you say, who cares? When the Catholic Church goes down this path, it's a little different. Well, I am arguing that conservative cardinals and bishops should declare that Pope Francis is a heretic 
he has ceased to be a Catholic, therefore he is no longer the Pope, and they should elect an alternative Pope. Right. And that is is a grave thing to say. The church hates schism. Schisms can last for 70 years, 100 years. But when the Pope has shown he is not a Catholic, when bears have come to crap in the Vatican, uh, (laughs) it is time to say we no longer follow this man. Now, I as a layman have no authority. But bishops do. The Pope is just the head of the bishops. If other bishops in good standing in the Catholic Church say, this man has ceased to be a Catholic, he has ceased to be the Pope, if he ever was, he certainly isn't now, that is what needs to happen. And then we need to fight in court because under American law, the local bishop basically owns the property. So if, the, if, if a local bishop were to say, yeah, Pope Francis, not a Catholic, not the Pope, we're not following him. He has no power under American law to make that bishop resign or to fire him. So that American bishop could fight in court and probably win to retain control of the church. That's what needs to happen. I have a long article at Chronicles Magazine. I write mostly at stream.org, and I have several articles about this at the stream. But I have a new article at the wonderful Chronicles Magazine where I argue I try to understand Pope Francis's motivations, having done all the ways in which he has persecuted faithful Catholics and promoted abortionists, population controllers, globalists, communists. I think the most economical explanation, based on having studied Pope Francis for many years, I was the editor of his first book in English. I think he is an atheist. I think he has always been an atheist. Back in the 1950s, this woman, Bella Dodge, she was a former communist spy, communist agent, converted to Catholicism, exposed communist subversion worldwide. She testified before the House on American Activities Committee and said that hundreds, perhaps thousands of young communist men were directed to enter the seminary and become Catholic priests in order to undermine the church from within. I think Pope Francis is one of those men. So he's a Manchurian candidate. Yes, I believe so. He, I like, think, like Obama. Well, Obama was Obama. What didn't make a secret of being a Marxist? He had he had a Marxist terrorist ghostwrite his autobiography. Pope Francis um, is is he's more like Benedict Arnold. Well, okay, so but I want to clarify again. So l- let's let's examine the sophistry, ladies and gentlemen. They are saying. Oh, well, what priest wouldn't want to bless anyone who asks for a blessing, right? So uh, a murderer comes in, and we, we, of course, we would want to pray for them and with them. Or what, and guess what? That's right. But when you have a couple come in. As a couple, holding as hands. As a couple. Photographers. Well, whether they're holding hands or not, they're coming in as a couple. They're not saying, bless me, Father. I'm a sinner. Would you bless me? No. They're saying, we are coming in, and... Clearly, we're asking you to bless our relationship, and that is what is happening. So it's like— Let let me give an example. Let's say a couple of guys come into the church in clan hoods and ask for a blessing in their clan hoods. Should Should the priest bless them? Let's say they come in in Nazi uniform. Should the priest bless them? Let's say they come in wearing Proud Boys T-shirts. The priest probably wouldn't bless them. This is 100% politics done by a pope who only cares about politics. 
because he doesn't believe in God. I think on some level, there's some part of Pope Francis, some superstitious part of him that fears God might exist and the church might be true. And what he's trying to do is prove to himself and to the world that it is not true by making the church violate the promises Christ made regarding the church. So that is the best way to make a billion people into atheists is to slowly but in- inexorably destroy their faith from within. We'll be right back talking to John Smirak. Talking to John Zmirak. John, I want to ask you again, it, w- w- the, the wickedness of what has come out of the Vatican. I mean, this is bizarre. Um, it's like uh, somebody says like, hey, I'm, I've been married for 20 years and I got a girlfriend on the side and I'm going to come in with my girlfriend and w- to the priest, to the Catholic priest. Will you will you bless me and my girlfriend because I'm sleeping over her house most nights and I'm still married, but will you bless this relationship? It's an adulterous relationship. I'm just going to come in and ask the priest to bless it. I think the priest would say, well, uh, excuse me, I cannot do that. You're married, right? No, I can't bless an adulterous relationship or whoever. The, who is this woman to you? I'm sorry. Oh, no, I, I can't do that. But that is what is happening now. You have two men coming in and saying, we want you to bless our relationship. And the church is saying like, well, 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 we're not. We're not saying anything about the relationship. We're just talking about giving a blessing. Right, but but Eric, obviously, they are making Eric, it clear. This is 100% politics. This is going to create massive legal liability for Catholic bishops because their priests are going to get sued. So they're going to tell their priests to do this. The priests who are faithful will refuse to do it. They will be removed from the priesthood. Pope Francis is doing this to purge the church of the faithful pastors. Of this Christians. Way, yes. This way, any priest who's willing to do this is not a Christian. Any priest who's willing to do this is not a pastor. Any priest who's willing to do this is somebody you should not you should not talk to. Let him not be named among you. So the priests who are unwilling to do this, this is a brilliant way for the Pope to outsource the persecution of real Christians to Caesar, because Caesar, the courts, will enforce legal judgments against priests and bishops who won't do this. So this is a way for Obama and Biden, who have been allies all along, to liquidate faithful Catholics, just the way the FBI has been infiltrating Latin masses in Virginia. The Pope has been banning Latin masses all around the world. This is the church becoming the Sadducees in the time of Jesus. This is Caiaphas working with Pilate, to persecute the apostles. There's no other way to put it. It's it's just an amazing thing. And I think that, um, you know, good people uh, who say, I'm, I'm a Catholic, what am I to make of this? And what I would say you're to make of it is that God, God is sifting his people. He's sifting the church. You are being forced to choose. You've never been forced to choose before, but God is forcing you to choose between him 
and dead religion. This pope is overseeing uh, an evil agenda. And so you're being forced to choose between Jesus, between the God of the Bible and this pope. And it's dark, but it is revealing. We're seeing, we're going to see who the priests are that are real. And we're going to see who are willing to just go along with anything. And it's, this is sort of unprecedented, John, you, you, you said schism earlier. I, I pronounce it schism, but I guess the point is that this is, you know, this is hard for a lot of people. They don't know what to make of it. No, before 1054, Latins and Greeks pronounced schism the same way, but then there was that historic split and it's tragic. That was funny. (laughs) That was actually very funny. I I don't know if anybody's tracking. That was funny. Um, But, um, I I now call him Pope Henry VIII. Okay, hold hold on, hold on. We are going to uh, go to a break. We will be back with you in hour two. After that, we have Kevin McCullough uh, in hour two, but we're going to continue the conversation with John Zmirak right after this uh, news break or whatever it is. And I want to tell you folks, you've got uh, to participate in our campaign with CSI to free slaves. Go to Metaxas Talk. This is a beautiful, beautiful way to kick off the new year. If you haven't done it yet, uh, we are freeing slaves. This is a huge thing. Go to metaxastalk.com. Jump on the bandwagon. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 